Professor Zwellenziemann Devu is Director of the School of Public Leadership at Stellenbosch University. Zwellenziemann, good morning. Thank you so much for your time. Good morning. Thank you for having me and good morning to your listeners. Is there any, is there any sound reason why Sol Ramaphosa should have taken so long? Is there any defense you can offer for him? Unfortunately, I have no defense to offer for him. I think uh, our country is yelling for government that works. Our country wants ministers that are effective. Our country wants to hear that the president would appoint people that are competent. And I think you cannot postpone that even for a day with the challenges that we have. So I cannot understand the reason why he's delaying so so long. But we are hearing that it is because he's consulting with their partners, with their alliance partners. He's also ensuring that everybody was on board in finally making a determination. But this is inevitable because we all know that there are ministers that are not functioning, that have actually not been performing, but they are kept in their position. Mm -hmm. So one is hoping that uh, he is taking long to ensure that he's doing a thorough assessment and ultimately appoint right people for right positions. People that are competent, people that are willing to serve others before their own interests. Ain't going to happen. Uh, this business of consultation, as well in Zima, uh, between the State of the Nation address and the budget, there were reports, and they were reports which quoted actual people. So they weren't reports that quoted unnamed sources. They were people who quoted X from um, one trade union federation, Y from the South African Communist Party, saying that there had been no consultation. So the consultation has only started to happen in the last week or so. So what was the president doing between the 16th of December when Fikile Mbalula essentially stopped being able to fully concentrate on his job as Minister of Transport and when he started consultation, a period of two months? Why wasn't he consulting then? Why does he leave the consultation so late? It, it, it is for, it is everyone's guess as to why the president has taken so long. But all we know is that the president is, uh, it takes long, takes his time to make a determination as to whether he takes a decision or not. Uh, and sometimes to the detriment of government and his leadership as well. So I, I certainly don't have any uh, comprehension of why the president has taken so long. Uh, ideally, one would have liked to see uh, before the state of the nation president who announced uh, this government reshuffle or the latest before the budget speech so that uh, when the budget is allocated, it is allocated with new incumbents in portfolios That's rather than point, yeah. you have the current incumbents in those portfolios. And um, after the budget a debate, you then appoint new incumbents that would not have made their inputs and, cre- and talked about priorities within the budgets themselves. That's a very good point you make. Um, it, we're two days away from the three-week period since the state of disaster around ESCOM was, um, was uh, put into place and at which the president announced that he was going to put this Minister of Electricity in the presidency and three weeks later we still don't have the Minister of the Presidency which suggests that the president doesn't think that resolving ESCOM's problems are quite as urgent as we think they are. And, and you mentioned earlier that, you know, I want people who, who are capable and competent. We're not going to get it because the president has... <laughs> oh, but, but I mean, let's face it, the president has... Only, well, he has two out of, um, out of the National Assembly picks. He's got two people in there already in those posts, and he's not going to get rid of them, which means that whoever 
moves out of his cabinet is going to be replaced by somebody who is an MP in the National Assembly at the moment. And, you know, who's who's shooting the lights out? Who's putting their hands up and saying, I am the minister that Portfolio X or Portfolio Y needs? I mean, you know, you, it's this evil of lesser choices. Certainly. I think it is clear that there was definitely uh, no consultation or limited consultation when the president made that announcement because we have had sentiments from government uh, actually uh, uh, under scoring that portfolio. Uh, we have had Mr. Mantashe saying it is a project manager others saying it is a ceremonial position. So I think that has deterred the president. And also one thinks about uh, the rationale and the wisdom of having a minister of electricity rather than appointing a specialist in the president's office who can deal with the issue of the electricity. Uh, that would also uh, talk about effectiveness because you appoint a person who has the competencies to be able to do the job. Because normally ministers do not have the requisite skills in the portfolios that they are appointed in. So that uh, in the current uh, legislature, I don't know of anybody that could fulfill that role uh, to the best of his ability and still deliver with the kind of skills that we have in the legislature currently. Of course, we, we're speculating here. We will be able to talk with some greater insight once that cabinet is announced. But I am not expecting too much in the way of non-performers being removed out of the cabinet because Sol Ramaphosa's prime concern often seems to be the unity of the ANC. And it's particularly frustrating at the moment, given the relatively strong thumbs up he got from the electoral conference um, pretty much his slate elected to the top six and the national executive committee to a much greater extent than the NEC had to deal with with the previous five years is kind of in his camp um, so you know this is an opportunity for him to lead to say I've got the I've got the majority of my party behind me I don't care that I alienate a rump R.E.T. faction. They are history anyway. Let me lead. But I don't think we can expect that, do you? I certainly dream of that, but I'm not sure whether we can expect that from uh, the, the president. Uh, I think clearly there are two um, surveys. Uh, one is the what you have in the referred to the conference of the ANC, which has given him a, rouse, a resounding mandate to continue. Uh, secondly, he is the most popular p- person in the country uh, and over and above his party. So those two things should give him enough confidence and ammunition to really ruffle feathers and appoint people. Uh, and as you indicated, those that are not competent, it doesn't matter where they're coming from. Uh, he gets rid of them uh, and the RET faction and all of those things. But our president, which history has taught us that he would not, he would do exactly the opposite. He will try and still pull everybody together and get consensus, uh, which is sometimes consensus does not work, does not help you get things done. Yeah, um, I, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Lindiwe Sisulu were still the Minister of Tourism once the cabinet reshuffle <laughs> has happened. Professor Zwellenzi Mandevu, Director of the School of Public Leadership at Stellenbosch University, thank you very much indeed. Morning, John. Poor old Cyril, desperately searching for competence. We'll never get an announcement of competent people from the ANC. I don't know. that. Not everybody in the ANC is completely useless. Not everybody in the ANC is corrupt. Um, you know, um, 
Peter Bruce said to me in a conversation about the cabinet some time ago about Ebron Patel, and he disagrees ideologically with Ebron Patel a great deal. But he says Ebron Patel is extremely hardworking, absolutely ethical, would not steal a pen out of his office. And there are these people in government. The problem is that they are way too thinly spread.